You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You're locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today, we're going to talk a little free agency. We're going to talk about an unsung hero. We're going to talk a little bit of everything today, and and it's going to be a fun show. It's a Friday show. Everyone's trying to get to the weekend, and it's it's fake spring a lot of places, <laughs> including where I am, where it was beautiful uh, yesterday, and then again today is now. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's still March. I want to talk about free agency because I want to set expectations. There have been a lot of names discussed on this show, some big names, some small names, and every day... We get word about another player, a name player, or a starter, or a guy who you remember making a big play in a big game gets cut. We are going to have an all-time free agent class, all-time full of contributors. That does not mean that I think on day one, there is going to be an abnormally large feeding frenzy. In fact, I think the opposite is true. I think we might have a relatively slow first few days. Now, the big name guys are going to get signed and, and there are far fewer big name guys than there were a few days ago because guys like Allen Robinson got the tag. Brandon Scherf got the tag. Dak Prescott got the tag. Levante David gets re-signed. A lot of names who we thought could be out there are not going to be out there. But there are still a ton of guys who will be. And so there will be a handful of guys who get the big money right away. The first two days, the, tamper, the tampering period guys. There are going to be guys available in May who you're going, how is this guy still unsigned? I mean, every year there's one or two. It's like, why is Trey Boston still on the market? Why is Kenny Vaccaro still out there? I don't know why it's always safeties. The last few years it's been safeties. But, for example, Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander is not going to be back with the Saints. He's recovering from a serious injury, not going to be healthy enough to participate in free agency. Just not in March. He's not ready. And so he might be sitting around post-draft. He might be sitting around June, July going, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm 85%. And when I get to, you know, 90%, I'm going to start talking to teams. Every day we find out about more of these veterans and it's going to continue into next week. You know, the Packers have some decisions to make. You know, what are they going to do with Aaron Rodgers? What are they going to do with Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Devontae Adams? These extensions that they could put together. The, the, the cuts, there are still some cuts. So 
you know, I, I, there there is a lot that still needs to be ironed out with how much money Green Bay actually has to play with. And as I've said before, remember that they can they can essentially make moves in real time to clear up space to sign a guy if a guy turns out to be available to them. But this is the all-time offseason for bargain hunting. The all-time offseason for it. And so the reason I said I want to set expectations is because I want you the fan, the listener, to understand that Green Bay probably going to sit out the first week of free agency, probably going to sit out the second week of free agency. This is going to be a third, fourth, fifth wave free agent team. And that's not to say that they can't sign actual impactful players. There are just going to be so many guys that it's going to be a lot easier for them to say, okay, um, you've tested the market. You've realized this is not going to be what you think it's going to be. And so why don't you come play for us on a vet minimum or something close to it? And, And Green Bay is going to be as desirable a destination as any in the NFC. Tampa is certainly going to draw interest. But, for example, Emmanuel Sanders decided to go to New Orleans over Green Bay feeling like, okay, you know, they both have good teams, both have good quarterbacks, both have a chance to win a Super Bowl, but one is New Orleans and one is Green Bay. Well, guess what? New Orleans is not going to be good. Not going to be good. They're cutting players left and right. Their quarterback situation is up in the air. It's not going to be Russell Wilson, by the way. So where is the team that all of the, the NFC team where all the vets are going, yeah, let me play with that team. Tampa Bay is going to get, you know, a guy or two probably to go chase a ring with Tom Brady. No doubt. And that weather, certainly appealing. Our team's going to go to LA to play with Matt Stafford. Is that appealing in the toughest division in football? Now we know they they're willing to go to Arizona. San Francisco has they've got cap issues. Trent Williams might be gone there. So they're trying to backfill talent. Green Bay is going to be an extremely desirable location. If you want to come win a Super Bowl, if you're a skill talent player, you want to go play with Aaron Rodgers in this offense, no doubt. And if you're a defensive player, there's a lot of talent on this defense. Why wouldn't you want to go play with Jair Alexander and Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos and Zadarius Smith and guys who have fun playing? who play with an edge, but also play with uh, a jovial edge. You know, it's 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 that swagger that is just like, we're having fun, but we're having fun because we're kicking your ass. That That is, that is appealing to players. Now, it's not going to be the difference of a top-end guy saying, oh, I want to go to Green Bay because of that. You know, it's it's probably not going to be the selling point for those guys when we're talking about, you know, 10, 12 million APY. They're going to go to the team that makes them the most money. That's just how most free agents handle this stuff. Fit, in a lot of ways, is secondary. Green Bay is not going to be a fit for everyone. And the weather is a real turnoff. The, the city is a real turnoff. But when there are... 
12, 15, 16 starting corners in free agency, you're probably going to be able to get one. You're probably going to be able to get one. And so then it becomes, okay, do I want to pay $8 million for Richard Sherman or do I want to pay $3 million for Desmond Trufant? Do I want to pay $4 million for Xavier Rhodes? These are the questions that Russ Ball is asking his staff right now. And they're trying to put together a board. You know, they, they put together a free agent board in a lot of these, these franchises or some version of a free agent board, just like a draft board. You rank them by positions and then you rank them across positions. The best guys. And the coaches, we know this, we've seen this in Green Bay. The coaches, they watch the tape. More precisely, there are uh, a lot of assistants and interns and, and, you know, who are watching tape and writing reports and they're bringing them to the, the, the GM and the, and the front office staff and they're saying, okay, these are the guys that we think fit what we do and we think that they can help our football team. So if you can sign them, please sign them. I know there's the famous story. Mike Patton went to Brian Gutekinds and said, these are our guys. And he thought they were they could try and get one of the Smith brothers. Brian Gutekinds got them both. There's a lot more tape to watch this year. A lot more tape because there are going to be more guys who are desirable to these teams. More guys who can actually come play because in a given offseason, there are usually only a handful would be underselling it, but probably a handful at each position of players who you think could really come in and materially impact your team. Everyone else, it's either a dice roll or it's, you know, you you know that the, the ceiling on this is probably probably capped. Like we we know what this guy is, we know who he is, and and probably what he's going to be. This year, I I don't know. I've I've just I've never seen anything like it. We've never seen anything like it. We've never seen circumstances like this. So of course it's going to lead to some wonky outcomes. But it can be to the advantage of a team like Green Bay, who is not going to be working with a lot of money, to say, yeah, we're not we're not really gonna we're not really gonna wade into the waters. Now I do think. That they have a short list. They have a short list of guys. And I do think they're gonna they're gonna kick the tires on some playmakers. They're gonna kick some tires on Will Fuller, on Curtis Samuel. I I really think that. And there are some defensive players. I think they're they're gonna be interested in Sherman. I think they're gonna be interested in Rose. A lot of the guys we've talked about, but there's a reason we've talked about them, is because there's you know, there's buzz there. It doesn't mean they're going to be able to sign any of them. Remember, Brian Gutekind said he wants to be in on everyone who's available. Now, when there's this many guys available, that's going to be tough. But they're going to look into it. They're going to be in the mix for a lot of these guys. And how in the mix, you know, were they for J.J. Watt? We don't really know. It seemed like, you know, J.J. realized this team was going to be able to offer him a lot of money. And there were a lot of other reasons to want to go there. He would probably argue it was the other way around. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Green Bay can't offer a lot of money. Now they can make some room for the right player. And maybe that's appealing even to, you know, a t- uh, you know someone like Richard Sherman who's going, yeah, I know this is going to be tough, but can you guys make it work? And the Packers say, yeah, sure. He goes, okay, well, they're willing to, they're willing to make this work for me. That, that must mean they really want me and I want to go somewhere where I'm really wanted. If I'm Richard Sherman... 
in my career, that's what I want. I'm not just going to take a place that I want to go. And they're just sort of like, yeah, meaning I guess your Richard Sherman will take you. And you don't really want to go to the place that's just going to pay you a lot of money and is not a great situation for you. You know, he, he's made a lot of money in his career. He's played for winning teams. He's gone to Super Bowls. He's won Super Bowls and he's lost Super Bowls. He probably would rather not do that part again. And so for the players who can be choosy, you know, that stuff matters. And then there's this whole group of players who really can't be choosy. You know, the old line beggars can't be choosers. That line, not that, you know, anyone that's going to get, you know, millions of dollars to play football is a beggar by any means. But that, that, that vet minimum kind of class of player is so much bigger this year. It's so much bigger. And so that aligns with how Green Bay can spend because they only have so many resources. And I think that's going to put them in a position to add maybe one or two more players than we thought they could simply by virtue of the cost that some of these guys are going to demand. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got you covered with scores, odds, the best way to bet, and it's free to sign up. Go to the website or use your mobile device and sign up to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use the promo code locked on, that means you put money in, use the promo code, and they will match that first deposit up to 50%. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I want to spend some time on a player who has not been discussed nearly enough over the last two years. And that is an indictment of my hosting. It is indictment of, I think, the Packers media sphere. Because this guy doesn't make waves. He doesn't talk himself up. He doesn't really do any sort of wild celebrating after plays. He just does his damn job. And he has been really great at it. Adrian Amos was a guy who, as recently as you know September or October, we were talking about mm, he might get cut after two years. And then last year... Around the same time, Darnell Savage starts playing more of that that robber role in the middle of the field, which means Amos is playing more deep middle. But he also can cover tight ends. He can play in the box. He can blitz. He was the number one graded safety in coverage last year. Number one by Pro Football Focus. For a guy who Bears fans, when the Packers signed Amos, said, hey, he's more of a box guy, not really a coverage guy. Nah, you know, haha, Clinton Dix will be better. Ha ha Clinton Dix will be better. Ha ha Clinton Dix is out of football. And Adrian Amos played at a Pro Bowl level last year. And I would say in the second half of the season, played at an all-pro level. He was one of the best safeties in the league last year. There was a, a split, and I don't remember the split, but I the PFF tweeted it out. There was a point at which and it was like a six, it was like a six or eight game sample size. So it was not a small sample size where the two highest graded players, highest graded safeties were Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos. And I don't think it's a coincidence that 
you have a defensive coordinator coming in who plays a lot of that split safety where you need the safeties to be smart, you need the safeties to be disciplined, and you need them to be able to fly around. You need to be able for them to play deep and come up at the snap or to be up in a pre-snap disguise. Oh, hey, look, it's cover three, and then have that safety get back to his spot. And now you're in a two-deep shell, you're in quarters, you're in cover two, whatever it is. You need guys like Adrian Amos to play this Vic Fangio defense, this Brandon Staley defense. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that over the last two years, Adrian Amos, on balance, has been the better safety compared to Eddie Jackson. It's not a coincidence. And it's not just a different defensive scheme. It's that in that Fangio defense, with those two safeties, they are really reliant on one another. And Amos's ability to consistently, consistently do his job and be in the right places allowed Jackson to freelance a little bit, allowed Jackson to make plays and roam and just be uh, an ass kicker, frankly. That's three curses on the show today. I am really excited to watch Amos play in this defense. By the way, it's a defense that he knows from his time in Chicago. And he was then one of the highest graded safeties in the league. Again, it's not a coincidence that Eddie Jackson's play has fallen off significantly over the last two years. And yet, Amos in Green Bay has been excellent. Excellent. He's been a difference maker. And at times last year, he was a field tilter. He was a legit field tilter all over the field. And if he wasn't, and Darnell Savage was, those things were related. Because Amos's ability to cover tight ends or blitz off the edge or play in the box or play deep half or play deep middle. His, it's not just that he can do one of those things to let Darnell Savage do something else. It's that he can do all of those things so that Darnell Savage can be doing something else. Because there are going to be times when you got to flip it. And so if, if Amos can only do two of those things, three of those things, that changes the way you have to play defense. And the fact that he can do it all and Savage can do it all when the safety position is so vital to this defense. I mean, just just think about this for a second. Justin Simmons for Vic Fangio just got tagged for the second time, the franchise tag. He's been awesome the last two years. And he's a really good player. He's a really good player. One of the three or four best safeties in the league. Go back a few years. Arguably the most impactful safety down to down was Eddie Jackson playing for Vic Fangio in Chicago. Now go back to last year. John Johnson III, he's going to get paid in free agency. He was excellent. And earlier in his career was one of the most underrated players in in. I don't want to say in the league, but but certainly in the NFC. He's a really good football player. And it's not a coincidence that he was really good last year in a defense that requires safeties to be smart, 
safeties to be disciplined, consistent, and to be willing to just fly around pre-snap, post-snap, all over the place. And I think Amos can really hit the ground running in this defense. I mean, can, he, he can help Darnell Savage acclimate. And there's going to be some conceptual overlap, of course. The fronts aren't that different, although they, they did some different kinds of things last year. I thought they did some really interesting things with the way that they would slant and, and run games up front. A lot of that was designed to create mismatches um, and, and to gain advantages in smaller boxes. How much of that are they going to be able to do without Aaron Donald? We'll see. A lot of the stuff with this with this secondary, though, you know, if you're going to play zone around man with Jair Alexander, you got to have the right secondary to do that. And Amos is, if he's not the central figure, you know, he's he's the anchor in a lot of ways. And I don't mean anchor in that he's dragging everyone down. I just mean he roots this whole defense. Because you can rely on him in the back end. Reliable tackler, reliable in coverage, and has has made way more plays, way more plays than his press clipping suggested he could. And by the way, I know one of the reasons Chicago didn't want to pay his price tag for, for when he was a free agent was they felt like he was not making plays consistently enough. He comes to Green Bay, and what does he do? All he does from game one, when he won the game with an interception, was make plays. So maybe he's evolved as a player. Maybe he's seen the game game differently. Now he gets to go back to a defense that he knows, and maybe he doesn't just have to play his old role. Maybe he can play a little bit more of that Eddie Jackson role and rove around and make plays because he, he looks like a different player than he was. He looks like he's capable of more than he has ever shown before. And that's really exciting for this Packers defense. We talk a lot about the upside of Darnell Savage. And guys, Darnell Savage can be just so good. And he's already really good. But Adrian Amos has shown progress too. And he has elevated his game. He can be even better, I think, in this defense with this team, especially if they're able to get another corner because he can do so many different kinds of things. And because one of my favorite things to watch him do in Chicago, playing this Fangio defense, was he would be deep half. And it would look like a receiver would would be cutting across the field open and he would be open and the quarterback would throw him the ball and it looks like a six yard gain that's going to be 16 Amos would fly downfield make a tackle fourth down or he would fly downhill and collide with the receiver as the ball is getting there and it's an incomplete a lot of this defense is predicated on no big plays and his ability to play with discipline and and come and not just you know, role discipline, but eye discipline and all and all that stuff. That is going to key this defense. And we need to be talking more about how good he is. He deserves the press because he's been that good and he is going to be vital to Green Bay's success in 2021. 
And speaking of vital, it is vital that your car is working properly. But with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront for your car if something goes wrong. RockAuto.com has you covered. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And best of all, RockAuto.com's prices are always reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same Parts. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. If you haven't checked it out, uh, go listen to Locked on Bucks last week. They did a, we did a two-part episode, me and Kane Pittman. Uh, we talked a lot of Bucks, but we talked some Packers too and made some comparisons between the two. Really fun show. Um, I had a blast with Kane. Kane's an awesome dude. We've had him on Locked On today a couple of times. If you're not if you're not listening to Locked On today, please go check that out. Would really appreciate it. Uh, it. It seems like people are liking it. The numbers are are doing well every day. It seems like we get more, which means the people who listen to it go, "Hey, this is good. I'm going to listen to it again." And new people are finding it and they're sticking with it. So that is great. Thank you all for all of that. We're going to be back next week. And next week, the real stuff happens. Stuff actually starts to happen next week. And that's crazy. That's crazy. So we're going to get some answers to some of this stuff. We've been speculating. Well, we're going to get answers starting next week. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.